Surprise! Good to see you. Nice to see you. I, I've been looking right? for. I've been looking forward to this for a long time. Oh, thank you so much. I heard so much about you from Papa Steve. Oh, excellent, excellent. Yes, we, yes, we've yes. had such a great time here in uh, South Africa. Yeah, Nesprit. Yeah, Nesprit and uh, White River. Yeah, yeah. had a great time with you. Uh, with you yesterday at oh. your at your church and. First, I want just to say thank you for so much for such a blessing that you are and you bless us in both churches and back door and nail spread you really brought a major revelation to us thank well, you it was an honor uh, to be invited by you and your uh, team and to have your family host us and the amazing the amazing food including uh, the chicken feet <laughs> that's right that was my first time having chicken feet <laughs> Yeah, that was great. So you said no. I, I ate three of them, you know. <laughs> it was so good. Well, hey, I, I just want to dive in. You know, a, a lot of people have yeah. been inspired by you. When people back home heard that yes. I was coming here and I, and yes. I was going to get to meet you, uh, I, there were so many people that were like, oh, Pastor Surprise, you know. Uh, I love yeah. the story of how he met his wife. Uh, yes. uh, one person said, you know, because of his stories, um, it helped me deal with my own fear issues. Wow, and now yeah. I have courage in my life. So you have inspired so many people throughout the U.S. and yes. throughout the world. But there's going to be a lot of people that watch this and they okay. and maybe they've never heard of you and they don't yes. necessarily know your story yeah, yeah, and I, I'll, I'll encourage everybody to make sure you pick up yeah. um, uh, your book and I'm gonna put the link in the yeah. show notes so everybody yeah. can go and everybody needs to read your book yes, I have, I have yes. been enjoying Thank it you. it's, it's amazing so but I thought we could dive into a bit of your <laughs> a, a bit of your story yeah you know because I found it so fascinating especially I brought, I brought a copy there for you uh, the hardcover copy. Oh, a hard copy. Good, because <laughs> yes, I have the I have the the Kindle version, the Kindle. which I think is great. I've been highlighting it and everything. But hey, would you bring us into your like into your childhood, and yeah. and and we maybe we could just kind of start there, and we can just kind of hop around if you're good yeah, with yeah, that. Yeah, 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 that is just perfect. Yeah. Well, uh, you know what? Uh, I wasn't born a believer. I wasn't a Christian before. Uh, I was born from the family of witch doctor. There was a practice of witchcraft all the time at the house. And at the evening, what was happening is that most of the evenings, they were covering the children up with a thick blanket. And then they were singing, singing, and then they were coming later on in the evening and beat you on the head with a wooden spoon. And that was really painful. So, and that is how the life we grow up in the thick forest jungles of Africa. And um, but when I was 15 years old, the loud voice, that's why I wrote that book, Voice in the Night, the loud voice was calling, surprise, wake up. By the way, I'm my name is Surprise because I was born with a gray hair here. Yeah, you have a little gray area on your on your on your head there. Yeah. yeah. So that gray hair is what made me to become surprised. So you you were born and your parents see this gray hair. Gray hair Spot a great, and they say, "Wow, it's a surprise. surprise!" And so they named you Surprise. Surprise, yeah, just that's great. So, 15 years old, back up to the story is that the voice was so loud and say, "Surprise, wake up, leave your village. If <clears throat> if you don't leave your village, you're gonna die." So I woke up. It was in the middle of the night. In the village, in the forest, there is no roads. It's a small trail. The people that are walking every day in the same place, it become a trail. So, and then I walk on one of the trail to the house of my friend Gafari. I told him about the voice that was calling. And my friend Gafari, actually he said, okay, I'll go with you wherever you go. I knock at his window. So Gafari came out 
What happened is that I left my parents sleeping in the house. They didn't hear that I'm going out. Normal, which is, uh, I think it was God that put them to sleep. And maybe if I said goodbye to them, they could not allow me to come out. So I went out. I thought everybody heard the voice, and the voice was shaking the mat, and it was so intense. Then I told my friend Gafari about the voice. I said, I'm going out of this village. And Gafari said, okay, I'll go with you wherever you go. We came out. We took one of the trail. As we were walking on that trail, the trail got lost. And it became so painful for us. We were looking for the trails. So real quick, so you're 15 years old, no no context for Christianity. You're you're no. you're being raised by by witch doctors. Though those are your yeah. parents. Your parents were yes, were yes, witch doctors. Yes, yes. And then uh, you're 15 years old. In the middle of the night, you hear a voice it's so loud. So that loud. You, yes. the, it feels like it's shaking the ground, and the voice says, um, uh, "Surprise." leave like leave your home right yes, now or right. else you will die yes and so you go to your best friend and you yeah. say uh come with me and he says okay yes. and you guys go out into the jungle exactly. where there's all kinds of wild animals and it's and it's crazy it's and true. you and you're out in the jungle in the middle of the night and you guys get lost the trail got lost and in the jungle that is quite warm because of the thick forest and it's very warm and the sun came, came out. Normally, the parents, they used to tell us that when the, early in the morning, when the sun is on your right hand, mm -hmm. you are going north. Mm -hmm. And when the sun early in the morning is on your left, you are going south. Okay. So, so <laughs> and <laughs> because in the jungle, you couldn't, when you see the sun is already on the noon, you can't see direction which way you are going. So we wandered in the jungle for two weeks. Wow. Yes. And the end of two weeks, uh, we got found by a man that had a dream that he was going to meet two boys and he has to take, pick, take them to his house. And that is a village called Villanova. And a place where we left in central Mozambique to Villanova, it was impossible for us to reach there. And because also there is a two rivers, we got lost in one province and we got found on another province. And it can take maybe if you walk by feet going around the river, it will take you forever. But it was only two weeks we walked from one province to another province, even though there is two big rivers in between and you never saw those and rivers you never saw the river that's and incredible even we could see the river how we could cross the river and you were getting chewed up by all kinds of mosquitoes and bugs you're you're drinking water off the ground and yes. and you never got sick and only two weeks and you skipped two rivers it's such an incredible story that that, that i think was god himself presenting us for something for something very great wow so end of the end of the story and then this man started telling us mr lucas the one that had a dream he started telling us about the creation and he started telling us about god about jesus and so on when he was speaking i felt in trance which i've never experienced before was first thing suddenly my eyes got dark and i was going into this dark space dark space and then I peer another place where there was a fire burning and then I was crying because I was just standing on the edge of it and I was crying and shouting fire 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 and there even when Mr. Luca was talking I didn't hear him because I was in another world Whoa. <laughs> yes wow. I was in another world while I was sitting there so he was beating me on my shoulder Beat me. I don't know if he was praying or what but what I heard when I came back into my senses was, as long as you breathe, you have a hope. Wow. As long as you breathe, you have a hope. Your hope is to give your life to Jesus now. Wow. So I said, what's going on? He said, yes, as long as you breathe, you have a hope. So indeed, he immediately after that, he led us to the Lord. That's incredible. Yes. That's incredible. So you had this incredible, um, you had this incredible uh, vision. Yes. And I love what you said, as long as you breathe, you have hope.
Yes. You had this incredible encounter, and then Mr. Lucas begins to explain to you uh, uh, the, the story of creation. The story of creation. Yes. If you just want to dive in from there and just go wherever, go wherever you want to go at that, at that point. <laughs> yeah, you start explaining the story of creation, and then from there, uh, I, we give our life to Jesus. I look, my friend also said a prayer. And it was seems like I was poor, wearing a cupite, something they hate that you put until like the, the head for bandit. You know that they put the head like a like a hood, like a hood. Okay, but that one that you put that covers your whole face, the whole face. Okay. And after the prayer, I felt like somebody pull it off like this. Oh wow! Yeah, I felt like someone is pulling it off, of my head, and I felt, whoa, whoa, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> it was like a, a quick transformation of coming. Like, oh, all this my time, I didn't see the sun. Now today I see the sun. Wow. was just like that. And um, I felt so much happiness. And then Mr. Luca gave me one verse from the Bible, John 3, 16. That is the verse that drew me into the Lord. And it sticks like a stamp in my heart. So, still in the house of Mr. Lucas, helping the works there and then and so on, the fisherman was passing by and they brought the news. The week I left home was the week my family got poisoned by the bile of crocodile. And that was uh, the battle of what? Is the that what you bile, said? bile. Oh, the bile. Bile is some green. Bile. Yeah, small thing, green between the liver of the animal. There is a green stuff there. And that one of the crocodile is, is green, but it's very poisonous. Crocodile bile. So bile one week after you left, your family was poisoned yes. by crocodile bile. Yes. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then they, they brought the food that was already poisoned for my family to eat. Wow. So if I wasn't obedient to the voice, I could not escape. Wow. Because my sister also died. And wow. Yeah, and my mother and so everybody. It was so painful. Mm. So I said, okay, no, we decide to go continuously. And from Villanova to Malawi wasn't far away. And then me and my friend, we continue our journey going into Malawi. And that verse, John 3, 16, became so wild in my mind. It was just like a part of me. And when I see the people walking there on the road, I could see that fire. They are walking into that pit of fire. So I ran and started speaking. And supernatural, the Lord gave me the language of the, of Malawi. That, that's incredible. And, and I wanted, I love the story about the first time you yes. you stepped you, the Lord downloaded yeah. uh, a, a whole language system yes. into you. I, I want to dive into that, but uh, people might not realize when you when you say that you you would see the flame, you would see heaven on a regular basis, but you would also see hell. Yes. And 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 this realm this realm here would kind of open up, and you would actually see the flames of hell and the torment of hell. Yeah. Yes. And that's what drove you with love to see. Yeah that nobody would perish, but that yeah. would, all would have everlasting life. So I just wanted to explain that to people. When you're talking That's about seeing the flames, you were actually, the Lord was showing you on a regular basis, the actual torment of hell. Yeah, it's very true because in that, I was seeing the hedge where I was standing, the people that are going towards there. Wow. So I thought of rescuing them. It was almost like um, the play of the trance was continuing. When I see the people, the play of that trance was continuing. So and then I ran to them. So oh, stop, 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 stop. As long as you breathe, you have a hope. Wow. John three sixteen. Wow. <laughs> Come on. Come on. And all right. So let's dive into that story. So you go into the uh, village, and is that your first time preaching? It, that was my first time preaching. So this is know. your first time preaching. I don't know any scripture on in John three sixteen. And you're trying to you're trying to tell them something, and you realize they don't understand you at first. Uh, yes. So at the first they couldn't, I actually was myself, I couldn't understand the whole thing because I thought I was speaking my, my local, my mother language while I was speaking their language. 
<laughs> and all of a sudden their eyes begin to get really big and you realize yeah. that they're understanding you. And they're understanding me. And they try to figure out actually what is happening with this young man. <laughs> Where this young man is from? What is the story and what is all about? So the people are just getting confused. All of us will be just like in the realm of confusion. <laughs> <laughs> but living in a village for a week and then the people they could realize no this young man has been sent by god for such a time like this that's why we keep on gathering the groups and i didn't know that those groups was already church so i go to another village gathering the group and they go to another village gathering the group out of John 3:16. That's incredible. And was your first Bible in that language? Is that right? My first your first Bible? Cuz you said you, I think yeah, you said Yeah, my first Bible was Shichewa, yes. Yeah, so your first <laughs> Bible was in a language that you yeah. understood supernaturally yes. by download. And 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 now how many languages have you had supernaturally downloaded into you? Now today is our 17. 17 languages. Yes, 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 and yes. you're getting your degree right now in Hebrew. In Hebrew, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and you said that that operates, uh, that operates through the gift of understanding. It's the gift of understanding, actually. And apparently, in, in Genesis 11, that was a confusion, misunderstanding is where it started from. Wow, wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, in Genesis 11 is where the misunderstanding starts. And then when you go to Acts 2, is where the people got the gift of understanding. It started there. So we are no longer living in Genesis 11 anymore. We are now living in Acts chapter 2, where we, before you say anything, someone has to understand you. That's incredible. I've never thought about that. That is God's original intent. Yes. That we would all be able to communicate and understand each exactly. other. And misunderstanding was the result of the Lord stepping in at Babel. Yeah. But now that's been rectified through, through the cross. Can, they have to understand each other. I love it. That's yeah. incredible. Mm. And you're actually and you're actually walking in that. That's not in just X2, that's not just this is X2. Yeah, living in X2. Yeah. It's not just a theory for you. No, you're, no, no, no. 17 different languages. It's, a, it's a just a lifestyle though. Even in English, English one because I speak Portuguese. And English was the day of interview just like this for the Bible school they said no we don't take Portuguese Portuguese speaking just English. So when I went to the desk for interview, I was speaking immediately English until today. That's incredible. Yes. Yeah, yes, that, yes. That, that, that's incredible. And um, you, so you even got the English language supernaturally downloaded. Supernatural, yes, yes, yes. And I hear it's not an easy language oh, normally. English normally. Is but <laughs> it's very difficult. We're always making up new words. Grammars and all kind of those <laughs> things. It's too difficult. But that's why I don't worry too much of thinking and so on. And uh, just let it flow, let it flow. And other languages, just let it flow. <laughs> and so you planted your first church, uh, and you and you grew the church to about sixty people or something. Yes, and then yes. and then you felt like it was time to move on. To move on to another place, and then to another place, and then to another place, and from southern tip of Malawi all the way to the central of Malawi. Wow. And it was also different. The language changed. The more you move forward, the language changes as well. But the grace of God was so much nice that he, he wanted to let it flow like that. So it was good. That's amazing. And, and, yeah. and uh, one of the things I loved is, is, is when, you, when, you're, when you're first saved uh, for a period of time, um, you, the heavens would open up. And, and, and it would happen in your dreams, but it also happened just during the middle of the day. Yes. And to the point where you didn't know if you were in heaven or on earth sometimes exactly. because you were switching so back and forth. For that time. Would you talk about that? that that's, uh, just especially for people that have never experienced heaven. All they, all they know is earth. And, yeah. and I think that there's something about just when we begin to communicate that our speech begins to create an atmosphere and an expectation to experience yeah. heaven. Yeah. And I think also it's just like imagination. Imagination can change back and forth. Wow. 
Yeah, just imagination like you now, you can see Seattle and the buildings and mm -hmm. so on yeah. and come back to me. Yeah. And it's also the realm of the spirit is just like that. Mm. And it's just something has to be changed, it's just like a movie. You know you are there somewhere. Wow, that's right. Yeah, it's that's just right. like... That's right. Yeah, it's just like that. And for three and a half years, ooh, it, it, it was so much intense. Intense that each time I'm in heaven, I couldn't know that all. what was happening. I was a living being anymore, or maybe I'm having mental issues. Or, and there was quite a lot of things that I sometimes think because of those sceneries that I was seeing. Now I'm seeing this. After that, I'm seeing something else. Then we just like another day, for instance, I'm walking. Uh, this is just the other day. Another day, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm just walking on this, and this is a vision. I'm walking on the street of gold, <laughs> and someone had just cleaned the, the, the road, and there is acacia trees all the way going. There were a lineup, lineup of acacia trees. And so, oh, this is a beautiful place where I am. And the acacia tree has been pruned very nice. All the acacia trees, yellow acacia though. So, and then uh, there was a cloud that was next to me, a completely formed like a person. But when I look, it was just a cloud, but like a human being. So, and then the cloud was talking to me and the cloud could read my mind. And I saw, oh, the, when we were walking on the street, we see the trash, something, someone was sweeping to clean the, to clean the road, and then there was a, a trash there. And then he says, you, look, look, those, that is the trash of gold. And we throw it on earth. The kings of the earth, they fight over the trash of gold. The real gold is up here. Wow. <laughs> I saw, what? I said, yes, yes, it's very true. Look down. I look down, I saw two brothers down there. He said, you see them? I said, yes. He said, okay, now you can go and tell them that the real gold is up here. And then I felt myself like I'm coming back to my senses. <whistles> like from 100 floor elevator, you are going down. I felt the whole my life, I'm, I'm going. And then when I reached there, two, I find two brothers, the younger one and the old one. And then I started to tell them, uh, guys, you stop worrying. The real gold is up there. Wow. It's amazing. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. So the, the way to go up there is just Jesus. Amen. It's the way to go up there is Jesus. And then after I spoke, the younger one fell down on his knee. He started crying. Yeah, hey, Jesus, come to my heart and so on. And then after that, the cloud came back to me. And said, what do you see? I said, whoa, what I see is this. I was telling these people that they should not worry. Mm. The way up to the beautiful roads where there is a cash and line and so on. The way is Jesus. And the young one is on his knees, repenting, is crying and so on. The old one looks normal. Say, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That is true. The younger one is you. The old one is the Jewish. He said, whoa, what is this? <laughs> and then I came back to my senses. The younger one is the Jew. He's you. The old one is the Jewish. <laughs> wow. God. And then that time was long time. So it was over and over and over again. I could sometimes even pray, God, please tell me if I'm sick, I have to go to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. And the first time you, you experienced heaven, you saw what what would be not that uncommon like in the states but for you like like you saw neighborhoods and you saw homes with lawns and that were perfectly cut and you had seen things up there that you had never seen before you had no, no you never watched any tv shows you had you had no way to imagine the stuff that you were seeing the first time you went yeah it's true it's true and god was doing it in a in a wonderful way though in a wonderful way that uh maybe part of this i don't know if it's just living by myself going from town to town country to country i don't know if their baby was adults around me maybe they could take me to the hospital or somewhere 
I don't know. Yeah. I'm still thinking, so what was happening, actually? I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't pinpoint that this is what is happening. This is my solution. This is what I will go. And it couldn't be like that. That's incredible. That's incredible. Hey, would you tell us um, about the very first uh, miracle that, that, that the Lord used you to, to accomplish? Well, I mean, that the voice was a miracle for me. Absolutely. Yes. I, I mean, kind of like the very first like healing, healing yeah, miracle. Great. And then also to survive in the jungle for two weeks, that is intense that's, miracle. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Because there is a lot of pythons. I mean, your whole life is, is miracles, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, but, so, well, the first place is that I was doing a crusade somewhere. And then uh, as I was doing this crusade at a comet dry there, and uh, start on Monday and Tuesday. On Wednesday morning, around this time, the Nduna chief of the area came and said, you have to close down the crusade because where you are doing crusade next week, someone died last night. So you cannot continue singing and dancing at the community hall. So I said to the Nduna, Nduna, can I go with you to a morning place where they are having this to pay my condolence? He said, yes. I went there and when I arrived there, actually, I asked if I can pray. Nduna just introduced me to the lady. There were six ladies sitting inside. Then Nduna went to his house and those six ladies, they were sitting and then I said, please, can I pray? They say, yes, pray. When I started praying, the, all the six ladies started sleeping. They really sleeping tightly. So while they're sleeping, I opened my Bible. It was in Michael. And the passage that I read, it didn't even encourage me. <laughs> <laughs> and then I closed my Bible. I walk towards the dead child, six years old girl, and she died yesterday. So I went to there and start unwrapping the girl. So you walk, you go into the room. There's six women in there, yes, and then a, and then a, a, then a six-year-old girl that has passed away. Yes. And um, and then you go and you begin to pray. As you begin to pray, these women fall asleep. Fell asleep. Yes. And then you go up to the girl and you begin to unwrap Unwrapping her. Unwrapping the girl. Yes. Wow. And if they were awake, I couldn't even touch. Yeah, and I couldn't even tell them to go out. I think it was God saying. Don't tell them to go out. I'll put them out while they are sitting. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yes. Right, right, right. Yeah. So they were completely out. So then I started unwrapping and unwrapping. And I took my finger. I put in the hand of the girl. I, I, this time I don't know the name of the girl. I was just praying in tongue. Suddenly the girl grabbed my finger. I was shocked. I jumped. I, I jumped. I stood there. <laughs> And then she sat down and said, I'm hungry. Oh, my Jesus. He is alive. The King of glory is alive. Amen. More Amen. alive and real. More alive and real. Amen. So then there was a, a look around. The ladies were drinking Coca-Cola. So I opened the bottle of Coca-Cola, put in the glass, I give it to the girl, and still the ladies are sleep, still sleeping. The girl took Coca-Cola. She was drinking Coca-Cola. I woke up the mother. The mother, when she woke up and looked at the girl who's drinking Coca-Cola, she was shocked and, and shout on top of her lung. Jump out on all the ladies, sat one by one, one by one, while all of them. So we remained two, me and the little girl. And how long had she been uh, deceased for? She died around evening of Tuesday, and she woke up, rose up on Wednesday around 12. That's incredible. <laughs> That's incredible. Yes. That's incredible. Thank she you. She was Jesus. stiff and cold. Yeah. But that was a holy mistake from God, though. <laughs> and that was the first time that you've that seen somebody come back seeing somebody jesus rising somebody from the dead just before my eyes that's so amazing i love that story because you didn't have a manual you didn't have any sort of 
instruction on how to do that you didn't know what you were doing you just went in there and you just yes. began to pray in, in the lord and the lord did it and i believe also that it's not information that rises the people from the dead is what you carry inside Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And how many people now have you seen uh, come back like I that? I saw like eight people. That's incredible. Yeah. Some of them from the distance, the people, eh, what, what, over the phone. I really don't count them. Yeah. And I, I love that about you. I, I asked you how many churches you've planted or how many churches you have going, and you say, I don't, I don't count them. No. No, we don't count them. Yeah, the people sometimes, they ask me, uh, how many people in your church? I say, I don't count them, I wear them. You wear them. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. Would you be willing to share uh, share with us? I haven't gotten to this part in your book. I, I, mean, I think I'm in chapter six now. Oh, wow. And, uh, and, but I'm moving through it. I'm just, I'm going through it so slowly. Like I said, I'm highlighting it, and there's so many things that the Lord is speaking to me oh, really? from your story. Your, your story has so much power on it. There's so much faith on it. And, um, and we were talking about that a little bit yesterday, weren't we, as far as yeah. uh, not putting expiration dates on our, on our testimonies on and our stories because there's right. always a, a, an anointing it, on, you know, on the work you, of God. You helped me so much yesterday, special day at evening service there, yeah. at afternoon service. You really, really helped me so much because I was really thinking, so, oh, this, some of these, all these stories I expired, so I have to stop. No. <laughs> <what>? <laughs> Never stop telling these stories. These stories are incredible. Man, you give me courage and say, good, yeah. Good, good, good. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Would you be willing to tell us the story about, uh, about how you met your wife? I haven't gotten to that yet okay. um, in, in, in the book, and, uh, and that's, that's, that's a favorite story of, of, yeah. people, of people back home. And so would you be willing to, to share uh, some of that story? It, it, it is a beautiful story, though, and I prayed for a wife. I, I thought, no, I could not go according to my eyes hunting for the girls. Normally, the hunter gets hunted. Yeah. <laughs> and normally in Africa when you go hunt you, you end up being hunted by leopard when you see <laughs> so you decide I'm not going to go hunting I'm not going to hunt for the girls let me just pray asking God and I really asked God but I prayed the prayer of almost two years praying for a wife and uh, one afternoon, it was on Thursday afternoon, I saw the picture. The picture was like a screen with the two colors, pink on top, blue at the bottom. Mm. Then when I was asking God, why is this picture? And then the explanation from God came that your wife will be wearing pink on top and blue at the bottom. That is your wife. Tuesday, one Tuesday, while we were still praying, and a man walked to me, his name is Hart. He said, surprise, your wife is Trifina. Her name is Trifina. I said, what, what? Hart, what are you talking about? Say, yes, something just. Said, your wife is Trifina. Your yeah. wife is Trifina, yeah. and so on. So how uh, you can cut that. Yeah, so. that's fine. All right. So now we are going on outreach. Five pastors. We are going to show Jesus movie. We went to Zimbabwe. I didn't tell anybody. I was looking left and right. Where's pink and blue? At a crusade, I didn't see no lady wearing on pink and blue. We went to Mozambique. We went to another place. And then we went to Beira. So it was Thursday afternoon again. I went to the, um, to the house of my cousin. And when I arrived there, I see this girl was coming from school wearing pink and blue. I said, my God, this is my wife. So I said to my cousin, please invite that girl. And then she invited the girl, the girl came in. I greeted her, I said, girl, I just want you to write the book of my story. She said, yeah, yeah, if you give me a book, and I don't know her. She don't know me, I don't know her. She said, yeah, if you give me papers and I will write it for you. I said, no, 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 it's not about that. 
is about spending a long life together as a husband and wife. She was shocked. She said, oh, I have my friend. I'm not ready for that. I said, okay, you can bring your, your friend. So she went home. She was shocked and all kind of that stuff. And then the next day was on Friday. And she was coming from school again. And I was there to my cousin. She said, okay, if you are willing to wait for me, it will be fine. And then I said, okay, what is your name? She said, Tripina. I said, oh, God, this is all came together. So that was um, 1995, and then 1996, we got married. Now we have five boys, and the youngest is, uh, is, uh, youngest is eight. The oldest is 21. Apparently, it that made me the beard, to keep the beard. Yeah, okay. Last year on his birthday, he said, Dad, my wish for birthday, for this birthday, I want to see you with a beard for one year. Oh. <laughs> so, and then I said, oh, no, 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 I don't like a beard because it's itching. He said, so he ran away. And then later on, I was praying, God, do I have to have a beard for one year? And then I heard it from the Lord clearly. Listen to your son just as I listen to you. And then I went to him, I shake the hand, and said, I'm taking the deal. I will keep the beard for one year. And then three months later, he shaved. And then when he shaved, I said, oh, God, what is this? Can I do it? I said, why? What you have done? It's not agreement. What? And then I pray again. And while I was praying, I heard it clear. Just be faithful to your son, to your word, to your son, just as I'm faithful to you. No matter how many times you break the covenant, I'm faithful to you. Wow. I went to him, I shake the hand, son, I will remain faithful until the day that we agreed. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> it's a school of faithfulness. I love it. It's very David Hogan of you, you know? I thought, yeah, come yeah. on. Yeah, it's very like, oh, you know, very manly, you know, very Moses of you, you know? <laughs> um, it, Bill Johnson, he says that you are like depression challenged. Yes. And uh, and mo everybody that, that that I talked to before coming here said, uh, "Oh, Pastor Surprise, he's one of the happiest guys um, I've ever met." And I wanted to talk to you about the power of supernatural joy, and what place joy has in your life, and what you've learned about uh, the the supernatural fruit of the spirit of joy and its operation within your life. Well, the, to have a joy is something amazing, actually. Joy is the completely, complete. it is supernatural. The enemy, apparently before, at my house, living as a young child, my mother doesn't want a child to laugh. She, day and night, she was forbidding me to laugh. When I laugh a little bit, said, no, 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 don't laugh, don't laugh, don't laugh. Leave your laughter for tomorrow. Because when you laugh, the enemy gets so angry. Wow, that's incredible. <laughs> yeah. That's incredible revelation there. Yes, 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 yes. So even that's why the witches, the, all the witches, doesn't want to see the happiness on wow. people. That's why they put a case on people so that the people can be continue to be completely depressed, oppressed. That is the work of the enemy. Yeah. So a witch doctor was telling me, don't laugh. Leave your laughter for tomorrow. Otherwise, the enemy is going to be angry. <laughs> well, it's interesting, too, because you said that, um, that depression and, uh, and unfortunate circumstances, that yeah. that was good for business in witchcraft. Because as long as people had issues, yes. they would come to the witches for... So it's almost like the more problems there were, the sadder people were, the more economic opportunity there was within for it. Them, within which is really... That's really interesting. That. Yeah. yeah, they enjoy that. Yeah. yeah. So you're you are forbid to to laugh to to, laugh, to be yes. a, to happy to be a happy child. Yes. So that's why when I came to the Lord, I said, "Whoa! I don't keep my laughter for tomorrow. Today is <laughs> my on. day." Yeah. Come on. Come on. <laughs> and the more I laugh, I can make the enemy to be angry and angry. I don't care. I don't mind. He's dying himself on the heart. So <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. 
So then I enjoy that laughter so much. I can't normally anything that comes to you, if it's a problem by email, by SMS, by what, count it as a nothing, as a joke. Wow. In order for you to enjoy life. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so when, yeah. when something comes to steal our joy, yeah. find that as an opportunity to inspire joy. Always fight for your joy by joy. Wow, mm. wow, wow. That is so good. Yeah. That is so good. Fight for your joy by joy. And there's so much joy in your home. Yes. You know, from, uh, from, your, from your mother and father-in-law to, to your children, to your incredible yeah, wife, yeah, yeah, uh, Pastor yeah. Trifina. She's, yeah. she's a champion. She's such a queen. But there's yeah. so much joy in your, in your home and, uh, and in your churches. Yes, there's yes. so much joy. And I, and I just yeah. think, is that, is that kind of uh, rare even within the Christian kind of scene? Joy, is, it, joy should be contagious. Joy should be contagious today. <laughs> yeah, amen. <laughs> so when I, especially when I see the people like very depressed, actually, you see the people that don't love their life anymore, miserable. It's not that they don't have any food to eat. They have a food to eat. They have a money in their account and uh, they have antibiotics on their fridge and then so on but their life is so much miserable it's way way going down going down with so i encourage them even to listen the songs that is a little bit faster than the beat of your heart interesting <laughs> yeah interesting yeah 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 so if you see that your life is going too much down and you don't enjoy life anymore not even the bunch of flowers you don't enjoy it and so on put it constantly don't put the music that is too over slow oh, that will make you completely depressed even more <laughs> amen. amen put the music that is faster than the beat of your heart that's so good I, well I noticed since being here in Maputo and then in, in your churches um, that the uh it, the music here is faster than yeah. it than it is in the yeah. West. Yeah, uh, faster uh, than the beat of your heart. Yeah, yeah. The music, a lot of music in the in the West, in the U.S., um, is actually quite slow. It's intense. It's loud. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's uh, it's not necessarily fast. And and I notice just the uh, the the um, the importance and the value of of dancing yeah. and rhythm. And, uh, within 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 the music here, where there's such a there's such an incredible yeah, yeah. corporate freedom, you know, it, uh, in the U.S. you might have, you know, uh, a quarter of the people yeah. that engage with dance and movement and celebration, but the rest of the people, good people, people that love Jesus, yeah. but th there's not that unity of celebration, yeah, and yeah. there's such a there's such a like an anointing of corporate family celebration uh, 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 being here in Africa that's that, that's remarkable and I and I want and I want to foster a culture like that even back in Seattle where it's where it's just a culture of corporate celebration yeah, and, and joy good. worship that's wonderful you know that's wonderful yeah that's good because I see that you've really cultivated that in your in your yeah. worship cultures yeah. here and yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and I guess that was my question is is that is that normal or is it or is it really more in the present centered churches where you see this kind of joy worship uh, it seems like sometimes we just have to know that the devil had oppressors and it has to come to a point of enough is enough yeah yeah that's right that's right yeah enough is enough so we just have to enjoy our life though Anyway, a <laughs> lot of jokes, eating the nice food, and, and enjoy lots of chicken feet. Lots of chicken feet. Yeah, that's the secret. That's lots, the secret. Lots of chicken that's the secret feet. to a smile like this. Chicken for, feet for fun. Do something for fun and enjoy and so on. Throw each other pillowcases and you get it. Just have a fun. <laughs> good, 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 good. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, so Mama Heidi, um, how did you meet her and the and her role within within your life? Uh, I think God brought supernatural because he is God of supernatural actually really supernatural was in 1995 when she was coming going to Maputo 
and she stopped right where we were. I was attending a church called uh, Underbeck in Maliland, here in South Africa. So she stopped there and she presented and said she was going to have a, uh, going to work with the street kids in Maputo. That time I was 24 years old. I said, I'm coming to help. Immediately I knew that this lady is going really to forward the great vision wow. that God had given to her. And then when she left, that night I couldn't sleep. I was having visions of her. She's calling, come, 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 come. I said, I went to the pastor, Skonken. I said, pastor, I want to see this lady that came on Sunday this last week. And she said, okay. He said, okay, if you go to Maputo, ask Pastor Mashaba. I went to Maputo. I asked for Pastor Mashaba. I asked for her. And then when I went there, I find her on the street with the kids and so on. And she gave him already right there. Talk to these kids, talk to these kids, talk to these kids. And I started solving the problem of the kids. And the kids now, they are our pastors. Was Rabia, Tuaifa, and Cesar. They were fighting. And then that is how I started. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yeah. Until today. That's incredible. Mm. And, uh, and here in... Um, uh, in in Nuspruit, probably not saying that right. Yeah, um, you are saying it. Yeah, right. you have two churches here. You have an orphanage yes. um, that you're running. Uh, you have a ministry school here yes. um, that you're that you're running, and then you're traveling all over the world. Yes, yes. Uh, and especially doing um, outreaches. Yes. And so, like, bring us into this outreach experience. You'll you'll be going in. You'll be doing a bunch of outreaches over the next three months. Yes. All, yes. all over the place. Yeah. And so. Um, Tell us, tell us a little bit about that, your vision, what you see for these outreaches, and really what you're going after in this season right now. Well, right now, because like there was like a little conflict here in South Africa. Some of the outreach that we are doing here in South Africa are the farmer workers with the farmer owners and with the community. So we bring them together, and we talk to them, wow. and we minister to them. We did already this site. is. We had lots of bunch of people coming to Jesus. Wow! So wow. next of next week we are going to another site, Myomek, and then we are going to get together the community, the farmer workers, and the farmer owners, and then we do. And then we go to another farm. So we just go there. That's amazing. Continuously. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. So bringing reconciliation among the community and the farmer workers and the farmers, and bringing the that peace and mainly that Christ has to be uh, preached. And then we go to another countries, like we go to India and other provinces also. We've been in all the provinces of South Africa. Tell us a little bit, uh, this is so incredible. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing in, uh, in India. Cause this is, this is pretty new. This is something yeah. just over the last few years. Yeah. And uh, so uh, tell us, tell us about w what is Jesus doing? This is really unprecedented, I think. Yeah. I've never heard of this happening before. Tell us a little bit about what you, what you guys are seeing in India right now. Well, uh, in India, I'm <clears throat> now it's four years going there. But what I've seen that it, I really touched my heart so much. I enjoy it. Because there is a, this pastor, Sunil Disosa, there in India, in Udupi. And uh, he goes, uh, he begins his ministry by collecting the mental ill people, bring them to his house. And then he prayed for them, they got healed. And then with them he goes to get another mental people. And four years ago when I went there, there was 360 mental people at his property. He had taken in 360 mentally ill people yes. onto his property and, and, in, and into his home. Into his home and pray for them. So I joined him for 10 days. We saw 60 people got completely healed. And that for me, I got to enjoy. So, whoa, this is nice. Can we do it again? Can we do it again? <laughs> 60 people yeah. that are mentally ill, completely healed, completely in, healed in 10 days. In 10 days. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> so it was so much wonderful. And then I went there with the team. And then last year I went there. Even this year, November 4 to 7, we're going back there. And we drive four hours to because... 
um, we go into buses and so on. We go town by town, city by city, just hunting for the mental ill people. That is awesome. I yeah. love that. Like I said, I, that's, I think, unprecedented. I, really, I love I love it. I love it so much. That's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. Um, and then last year, you, you were telling me that last year was kind of an intense year uh, regarding... Uh, uh, can you talk about that? Or... Yeah, no, 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 no. The internet is gonna be. Intense. Okay, that's right, that's right, that's right. It was a pretty intense year. You, you've, <laughs> you've been through some crazy, crazy stuff. Yes, um, yes, yes. But you're, you, you're really a guy that, 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 that yeah. to me, that fears no evil. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Actually, we should not be afraid of anything. Yeah, yeah. I just think of that psalm. You know, yeah. uh, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Yes. You know, your rod and staff comfort me. And, and, um, uh, would you be willing to share with us, especially? Uh, I think in the West, in the U.S., we have we don't really have any sort of grid for real spiritual warfare. You know, we get a we get a hangnail, and we, we think the devil's attacking us, sort of a thing. But uh, but over over here in Africa, there's a different level uh, yeah. of, of of warfare. You know, even the different parts that I've heard about, where where some pretty wild stuff goes on. What are some principles? What are some keys that the Lord has really given to you? Uh, regarding spiritual warfare and protecting your family, your kids, your, your church, going through this place and really cultivating a, a community of victorious people that, that, yeah. that, are, that fear no evil. It's true. Before when I travel, that is how I learned a little bit of these things of the supernatural and so on. When I travel, come back, something was broken at my house. Each time. Yeah. When I go out, come back, the child broke the arm, broke the shoulder, broke this, and it was breaking, breaking, breaking. I've never come, came back to my house and find it 100%. Wow. So, and then later on, I said, no, 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 no. I have to pray about it. When I was praying, asking God, God, please, I'm going out. You should protect my house. Right. You should protect my family. Right. And uh, so I got a scripture, number chapter four, when I was praying. Number chapter four, verse 12. And verse 12 on number chapter 4 was the moving of the children of Israel. When they moved from camp to another camp, the priest was taking and cover, cover the items of the tabernacle wow. with a blue cloth, purple cloth, and a badger skin. Wow. And the badger, badger skin is an unclean animal and even cover the clean stuff. Wow. Yes. Whoa, 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 whoa. I needed to understand that. He said, when you go out, Cover your family with a prayer. Cover them with a peace. Cover them with a royalty. And cover them with a grace. The badger skin stands for grace. Wow. Yeah. So then I did that to say, God, I'm going out. And then I, I just pray for peace over the house, peace over the family, peace of the things, and peace, 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 peace. And I put royalty and more grace. Wow. I went out. I came back. I found 100%. That's amazing. <laughs> That's so good. It's already there. Yeah, that is so good. That is so good. Yeah, supernatural is already there. Yeah. And uh, the anything of supernatural, anything, the supernatural is dealt with the tongue. Mm. Yeah. So the tongue is what activates. Yeah. Wow. Uh, another day, a young man was on his bicycle going, and he didn't stop where the elders were sitting because normally in the respect when there is the elders you stop you come off on your bicycle you just walk with the bicycle and you carry on okay yeah <laughs> that is the respect here in africa that we do yeah but when you pass with the speed where there is the elders that is not a respect so we were sitting then this young man passed with the bicycle and another man was sitting there oh this boy doesn't have respect he's gonna fall before the words finish, the young man fell. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Before wow. the word finished on his mouth, that young man fell on his basket and well-dressed. Wow. The tongue has intense thing. So the best of supernatural is to release. That's why what we release, it has to do something. Yeah, that, that, that's powerful. That's powerful. And it, I was thinking about um, one, one thing they're talking about when you were when you were a kid is that uh, that that your parents would do stuff and sometimes it, it actually worked, you know, like yeah. as far as uh, mm -hmm. 
and some of it wasn't even the demonic. Some of it was just trickery. Yeah. But some of it was demonic. And I think one of the things that you said is that it was their faith. But it was like, exactly. it, but it was misguided faith. Misguided, yes. It was faith in the wrong thing. Faith without Jesus is witchcraft. Any faith without Jesus is witchcraft. Wow. Mm. Wow. Wow. <coughs> yeah. yeah. So it was their confidence. It was their trust. But it yeah. was in the wrong thing. And that's, wrong thing. and that's what would empower them to operate yeah. sometimes. Yes. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. You also talk about uh, how happy you were um, or how happy your parents were when they, well, I don't, I might be getting two stories mixed up, but there's a point when you were a little boy and you actually left, you left your body. Yeah. And was that a demonic manifestation or do you think that was actually the Lord doing something there? Well, or? I, I didn't know actually that that was the Lord because, oh, uh, yeah. I really I couldn't even figure it out because that time was I think maybe it was the Lord because he called me before I came to the to Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I heard his voice because before anybody told me how to hear his voice. Maybe it was the Lord. Yeah, I was gonna ask you if that was like if that was like a regular thing now, if you ever yeah. leave your body or in, you know anything like that now. Well but. I got to transport it now. Like once we were traveling from northern Mozambique coming to Maputo. And we were five people. We got transported. So all of you guys got transported. All of us, yeah, the whole with the vehicle. We were supposed to drive three days. We drove a half a day. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. That's how I want to get back to Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> Skip this 24-hour, you know, this 24-hour journey. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I I I, I love it, and I just love that, uh, that for you. So you're teaching a school of supernatural ministry. Yes, yeah, yes, you're yes. teach you teach every day. Uh, al yes, almost, yes, yes. and and you're 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 imparting what you know, what you've experienced in, yeah. into this next generation. How important is is discipleship and raising up a supernatural generation? How important is that in your ministry? I think that is very important, though, because most of people they are dying for lack of knowledge, so we just have to pass on to other generation. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. Then we encourage them to go out with us also yeah. to see what is happening there. Well, the reason why I ask you that question is I think sometimes when it comes to the supernatural, yeah. um, sometimes we're, we, we receive the stories and we receive these, these things almost as like uh, uh, an act of inspiration. Yeah. But sometimes we don't do anything with that inspiration. And I think that it's so important that we remember that like Christianity is all about making disciples. That that's what Jesus said is you go and make disciples of nations. And so I think it's important that we're not just using the supernatural yeah. just for personal inspiration, no, 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 no. Yeah, but true. that there's a purpose for the supernatural. It's true. That's why we go to teach the Bible school as well. Yeah. And we have all these pastors that come that it should not based. Okay. It's a supernatural. Let's hold on this only without the weight. Yeah. They have to be filled with the word also. Yeah. yeah. So we teach the supernatural and we teach the Bible school as well. Yeah. Well, you're doing such a great work. And yeah. it's, it's, it's such an honor to, to, to hear the stories, to be uh, in your communities, yes. to be with yes. your family, to experience yeah. the atmospheres and the realms That's that you guys have carved out here. And would you, just uh, in order to wrap this up, would you be willing to just release a prayer to everybody watching that they would just be uh, encouraged in the Lord and empowered in, uh, in His might to be yeah. able to do what God's called them to do in this yeah. next season? Uh, it's because when we were just... Uh, discussing, I felt like there is a, someone that is completely really oppressed and uh, I say that there is a, a power for deliverance there is a power for a breakthrough because I see the breakthrough coming in an intense way upon your life and God is going to touch your mind, your memory and bringing freedom not only to you to your family and to the relative, your relative as well but God is on your side so I want to just pray for you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that the hand of the king to be upon you in the name of Jesus. Yes. I pray just receive your freedom, just receive your deliverance, just yes. receive your healing, just receive the power from on high in the mighty name of Jesus. I speak freedom over you. I speak healing over you. I speak deliverance over you in the mighty name of Jesus. And most of all, I pray that may your salvation be secure in Jesus Christ. May your salvation be secure in Jesus Christ and receive 
the power of the Holy Spirit in Jesus name Amen. Amen. Thank you so Thank much. You. Appreciate it. Podcasts are definitely trending right now. There are so many brand new podcasts that are hitting the market. And I think that iTunes is kind of overwhelmed. And one of the ways that iTunes aggregates what's hip and relevant from the rest of the noise that's hitting the web is through ratings and reviews. A bunch of you have already taken the time to leave a rating and a review of this podcast. And I just wanted to say thanks. You guys are incredible and you're so supportive and I love you. And if you haven't had a chance to take Take that minute or two to leave a review. If you do that, that'd be incredible. And I've created a shortcut to get you there. It's thedarrenshow.com. That's thedarrenshow.com. You can give it one star, and that means that you think it's kind of lame. Or you can give it five stars, and that means that you think this thing be dope, be tight, be off the chain. So if you would take the minute or two to leave a review, that would be mighty fine of you. Again, it's thedarrenshow.com. Thanks, guys.